Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into a Circle of Film showdown between the co-hosts of the Cine Realists Podcast. Any notes you can reach, I can go higher. Red, the blood of angry men. I can sing anything higher than you. Black, the dark of ages past. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Red, a world about to dawn. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. This is the first Circle of Film showdown, pitting James and Zach of the Cinerealist podcast against each other in a battle to the death. Over the next few hours, I'll be comparing, contrasting, and judging the top 300 lists of these titans of podcasting. Their long, large, lengthy, lavish lists have been weighed and measured. And now, it is time to see who reigns supreme. Entering from the left, the defender of Wikipedia, represented as Yo J.R.B., James, the bearded one. And entering from the right, the avenger of IMDb, represented as Shobin, Zack, the movie lover. Never have two cinephiles put more on the line than right now. It has all been leading up to this. A single point may be the difference between exaltation and humiliation. Two people enter. One person leaves. Starting with the film's ranked 300th, we have Howard the Duck versus Rope. It's not much of a contest in my humble opinion. Hitchcock's Rope takes the cake with an 85 to 8 point demolishing, giving Zack the first lead and first point of the match. Ranked 299th, we have Troll Hunter versus Approaching the Elephant. The fascinating effects and premise of Troll Hunter are enough to flatten Approaching the Elephant's attempts to innovate the teaching landscape. James swings back and ties things up at 1, 81 to 69. Ranked 298th, we have 28 Weeks Later versus My Cousin Vinny. The first real match of the fight, horror against the justice system. And what could be scarier than your first court trial? Vinny takes this one, 88 to 84, putting Zack back up by 1. Ranked 297th, we have Black Knight versus I Love You Man. Martin Lawrence hasn't done me any favors, and his and he can't do this film any favors either. I Love You Man wins by knockout, 79 to 20, Zack by 2. Ranked 296th, we have Headhunters vs. The Social Network. Jamie Lannister may be golden on HBO, but he's up against a mountain in The Social Network. David Fincher adds another victory for Zack, 99 to 76. It's Zack by 3. Ranked 295th, we have The Tree of Life versus High Noon. The most acclaimed of Malick's contemporary films can be as pretty as it wants, but High Noon's gritty sheriff won't take it lying down. With a score of 82 to 69, it's now Zack by 4, starting to pull away. Ranked 294th, we have The Birth of a Nation versus Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Controversy aside, Nate Parker's ability to manage every aspect of his film just can't compete with the power of Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Baby Jane takes this one 92-76. to 76. 
It's Zack by five. Ranked 293rd, we have Unbreakable versus Crash. Unfortunately, Willis is broken wide open in this crash, 82 to 69. It's Zack by six. Ranked 292nd, we have Fast Times at Ridgemont High versus The Navigator. It may have introduced the world to Sean Penn, but that'll never be as wonderful as Buster Keaton on top of his game. Navigator takes it in a close one, 82 to 78, Zack by seven. Ranked 291st, we have Restrepo versus Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. The real violence going on in the world is harrowing to see, but the satire of Strangelove elevates it to near masterpiece. With a score of 96 to 54, Zack wins by knockout, up by eight. Ranked 290th, we have Martha Marcy May Marlene versus the Prince of Egypt. Finally able to stem the bleeding, Zack's animated world can't beat the best Olsen sibling. It's James, 77 to 67. Zack by seven after an eight matchup winning streak. Ranked 289th, we have the French Connection versus Aguirre, the Wrath of God. Just look at the eyes of Klaus Ginski. I wouldn't want to go up against him in any kind of competition. Aguirre by a hair, 83 to 81. It's Zack by eight once again. Ranked 288th, we have Spies Like Us versus The Mission. The nuclear winter may be upon us, but if it looks as good as the cinematography in The Mission, I'll gladly have it. Winning by knockout, 73 to 26, it's Zack by nine. Ranked 287th, it's The Hurt Locker versus Stalag 17. This pair of war-related films boasts some impressive stats, but only one can be the victor. Snatching victory like it did at the Oscars, Hurt Locker takes this one 94-91. Zack by 8. Ranked 286th, we have Mud versus Waking Sleeping Beauty. The reconnaissance is here, and we would do well to heed its powers. Mud takes this one 80-70. James' first back-to-back -back wins drop his deficit down to 7. Ranked 285th. We have Watchmen versus The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. It may be Snyder's best film, but it's got a bit of a ways to go to contend with Schnabel's innovative hit. The foreign language film takes it 81 to 74. As Zack tries to stop James' momentum, the lead goes back to 8. Ranked 284th, we have 50-50 versus The Edge. The pairing of Baldwin and Hopkins seems lethal, but it's child's play compared to Rogan and Gordon Levitt, who put it all on the line for a coin flip. 92 to 67, James cuts back into Zack's lead, down to 7. Ranked 283rd, we have Under the Skin versus Full Frontal. I don't consider it the brilliant piece of cinema that some do, but Under the Skin's curious demeanor is enough to kick Full Frontal to the curb. 75. 59. Another back-to-back -back win for James pulls Zack's lead down to 6. Ranked 282nd, we have Starred Up versus Focus. A star-making turn from Jack O'Connell is more than enough to handle Will Smith years past his heyday. James strings his third win in a row, 80-66, to 66, and Zack's lead is down to 5. 
ranked 281st, we have Ace Ventura Pet Detective versus Kind Hearts and Coronets. Talking out of your butt might work in the 90s, but it's not enough in this day and age. Kind Hearts kills off Alec Guinness many times over and takes this one 91 to 71, as Zack pushes his lead back to 6 in an attempt to change the momentum. Ranked 280th, we have The Aviator versus Dread. He is the law. The brilliant update to Stallone's film is great, even greater than Kate Blanchett playing Katherine Hepburn. Dread takes it 83 to 77, Zack by 7. Ranked 279th, we have The Avengers versus The Pianist. The greatest team-up movie of all time. Did Justice League come out yet? But Polanski's heartfelt World War II story is almost unparalleled. Zack again, 98 to 85, up by 8. Ranked 278th, we have Zoolander versus The Lobster. Lobsters live in the zoo, don't they? James, if you're listening, there's a good reason The Lobster wins this fight. It's because it's a great film. With a score of 80 to 68, Zack stretches his lead back to 9. Ranked 277th, we have Goodwill Hunting versus Great Expectations. Using Zack's favorite movie against him, James is able to cut Zack at a streak of four. With a resounding knockout, it's Goodwill Hunting, 95 to 39. Zack by eight. Ranked 276th, we have Prometheus versus Up. Those first ten minutes would beat the majority of films on these lists. It's up with the knockout this time. Zack back up by 9 with a score of 80 to 37. Ranked 275th, we have 13 Assassins versus Badlands. Taking the first double-digit lead, Zack follows Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek to a route of 91 to 66. The lead is at 10. Ranked 274th, we have Meek's Cutoff versus Snowpiercer, a story with no beginning or ending, or a train that never started and never stops. Give it to Captain America, flexing his muscles as he continues the charge, 87 to 77, Zack up by 11. Ranked 273rd, we have Beyond the Mat versus Total Recall. The real story behind wrestling takes on the most famous bodybuilder turned actor. It's no contest. Total Recall wins, and it's no one's imagination. 94 to 69. Zack's up by 12. Ranked 272nd, we have Somewhere versus Whale Rider. An underseen Sofia Coppola film may provide you some interesting moments, but it's matched up against a breakout hit from New Zealand that does feminism right. 91 to 69. And with five straight wins, it's Zack by a whopping 13. Ranked 271st, we have High Noon versus The Fitz. Our first repeat fighter, High Noon steps over the carcass of the Tree of Life and knocks down The Fitz as well. Gary Cooper won't take lip from anybody in this arena. 82 to 58. It's Zack by 12. Ranked 270th, we have Rocky versus A Christmas Tale. The one true boxer we've got Tell me this isn't a quintessential Christmas story. Oh, it isn't? Well, Stallone's still going to score the knockout, 95 to 67. Zack by 11. 
ranked 269th, we have The Woman versus Twister. Twister may be more likely to kill you, but the woman is a feral creature that won't play by the rules. Paxton's ability to read a tornado is no match for the woman's ferocity, 71 to 50. It's Zack by 10. Ranked 268th, we have Hot Rod versus 10 Things I Hate About You. I just can't take my eyes off Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. They sing and dance and cry their way to victory in this one, no matter what Hot Rod does. 85 to 72. It's Zack by 11. Ranked 267th, we have Planet of the Apes versus The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Gilliam is one crazy wackadoodle. It's easier to believe those ape costumes are real than to understand what's going on in Gilliam's head. It's the apes by a knockout. 89 to 59. Sack by 10. Ranked 266th, we have The Thin Red Line versus Once Upon a Time in the West. Sergio Leone is a tough nut to crack. His westerns are fantastic, and Thin Red Line just can't keep up. Fonda leads this one to victory, 87 to 81. Zack, up by 11. Ranked 265th, we have Sicario versus Almost Famous. This one's a barn burner, folks, a tense thriller, and one of the most sentimental feel-good romps around. It's my favorite Cam and Crow film, and it's also this matchup's winner, 97 to 92. Zack goes back up by 12. Ranked 264th, we have The Spectacular Now versus The Fog of War. The feel-good films keep on rolling with Spectacular Now. Is it feel-good? Well, it's a coming-of-age story, at least, and one that doesn't get lost in the fog. 91 to 82. Zack by 11. Ranked 263rd, we have The Raid versus the original trilogy of Star Wars films, uh, as represented by Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. Our first trilogy entry from Zack, taking the average rating between the films as their fighting score. However, any of those films on their own could take down the raid, and they do it as a team, 92-66. to 66. Zack by 12. Ranked 262nd, we have The Fifth Element versus Mulan. Let's get down to business to defeat The Fifth Element. My favorite animated Disney film is more than a match for Luc Besson's cult classic, 99-79, to 79, Zack by 13. Ranked 261st, we have The Place Beyond the Pines versus The Darjeeling Limited. Train movies fare pretty well in this arena. On the heels of Snowpiercer, Darjeeling Limited takes down The Place Beyond the Pines with its wit and humor. It's a bloody finish, though, 86-85. to 85. Zack pushes his lead to 14. Ranked 260th, we have Rubber versus Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The marriage of live action and animation is certainly a welcome one, but a tire that can kill with its mind? Who doesn't get a kick out of that? It's Rubber, 79 to 66, and Zack by 13. Ranked 259th, we have Starlet versus American Beauty. We can hate the man all we want in light of recently exposed news regarding Spacey. 
However, the film is still a work of art and takes another close matchup in favor of Zack, 86 to 84. He's up by 14. Ranked 258th, we have Blue Streak versus Conspiracy Theory. Both sides brought out the second string lineup in this matchup. Neither of these films gets much love from me, but one has to win. And just like Black Knight, Martin Lawrence drags Blue Streak down and out of contention. 54 to 42, Zack stretches out to a 15 point lead. Ranked 257th, we have Upstream Color versus Passengers. Though it might take a few watches to figure out what's going on in Upstream Color, it only takes one watch of Passengers to see the glaring flaws in that film. With a knockout, it's an 87 to 46 victory for James. Zack's lead goes back down to 14. Ranked 256th, we have Beasts of the Southern Wild versus Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Featuring the youngest female nominated for an Oscar, Kuvanzani Wallace, the magical realism in Beasts of the Southern Wild scores a one-hit KO against the James Bond wannabe, 93-36. to Zack now leads by 13. Ranked 255th, we have The Gods Must Be Crazy versus Radio Flyer. Maybe it's James that's crazy. This adds up to the weakest matchup in the entire showdown. I feel no joy in announcing that Zack's lowest ranked film wins this one, 11-7. He's up by 14. Ranked 254th, we have Slumdog Millionaire versus Weekend. Let's erase the memories of matchup 255 and look at the brilliance on display here. The best picture winner takes the cake and the million dollars, 96 to 88. Zach by 13. Ranked 253rd, we have The Dirties versus Inception. It takes a weak mind to succumb to Inception and an equally weak mind to believe a school shooting could be the right thing to do. However, Nolan's practice skills behind the camera make his film a glamorous treat for the eyes, and this matchup's winner, 91-74. to 74. It's Zack by 14, yet again. Ranked 252nd, we have Exit Through the Gift Shop versus Fletch. A fascinating documentary about one of the most unknown masters of art around is an easy knockout for James against a vintage Chevy Chase. 98-66, to 66, Zack's up by 13. Ranked 251st, we have Friday the 13th versus The Prestige. It's Nolan again, and no amount of magic could salvage the hammy cheese in Friday the 13th, no matter how many Christians bail you put in it. The Prestige takes it by knockout, 90 to 33. Zack goes back up by 14. Let me just break in here for a moment to give us all an update after 50 matchups have passed us by. Zack has a commanding lead to start out 32 to 18, thanks to a big eight matchup winning streak from numbers 298 to 291. He also stole a victory from James with his lowest rated film on the entire list. James hasn't held the lead yet, but there are still 250 matchups to go and we're not getting any younger. Let's cut back into the showdown and see how the next 50 shake out. Ranked 250th, we have Jackass colon the movie versus The Searchers. John Wayne's got no love from me, but his film gets enough goodwill to take down Jackass. It's a scrappy fight, but Searchers wins it 64-52. Zack matches his biggest lead of the showdown, 
15. Ranked 249th, The Impossible versus Finding Nemo. Lost children and separated families are the theme in this matchup. Ewan McGregor shows all the emotions on his face, but Albert Brooks does an even better job with his voice, paving the way for Finding Nemo to take this one 96 to 82. Zach by 16. Ranked 248th, we have Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy versus Searching for Bobby Fischer. Ron Burgundy is certainly a classic tale that many people have heard. I'd venture a guess that Bobby Fischer is a less-known entity, despite the fact that he's a real person. And I fall in line with the chess prodigy, not the news anchor. 94-61. to 61. Zach takes his fourth straight win and is now up by 17. Ranked 247th, we have Super Troopers versus The Thing. It can be anyone. It can take on any form. And no amount of highway patrolmen can match up to John Carpenter. The Thing with a knockout, 93-47. to 47. A fifth straight win puts Zach up by 18. Ranked 246th, Catfish versus Get Out. It inspired a pop culture phenomenon and became a recognizable term in the common vernacular, but Catfish doesn't hold up well to age. Get Out hasn't had a chance to test the sands of time, but it's already achieved more and stands to leave a lasting imprint on 2017. With a score of 86 to 65, Zach's at six straight wins now and a lead of 19. Ranked 245th, we have Vicky Cristina Barcelona versus Life is Beautiful. Some of the best female actors at that time against the most fascinating mash of genres around. A Holocaust comedy wouldn't make sense to most people, but Roberto Benigni defied the odds and created a brilliant film. 89-67, to 67, Zach now with seven straight wins, and his lead is 20. Ranked 244th, we have Lion versus War Games. The first half of Lion was incredible. The second half bored me. War Games held my interest the whole way through, and a young Matthew Broderick brings in Zach's eighth straight win, tying his record with a score of 89-56. to 56. Zach now has a 21-point lead. Ranked 243rd, we have The Wild Bunch versus All the Real Girls. While I would usually take Zoe Deschanel over a Western, All the Real Girls doesn't reach very high. Wild Bunch comes in with a solid 68-55 to win, finally halting Zack in his tracks and holding the lead down at 20. Ranked 242nd, we have Mystery Men versus Black Hawk Down. The second greatest team to ever team up? Well, that's not going to be enough to defeat the early aughts release Black Hawk Down. With a score of 64-55, to Zack stretches out to his largest lead once again with 21. Ranked 241st, we have The Sweatbox versus Inherent Vice. An intimate and kind of wet look behind the scenes of Emperor's New Groove against one of the most disheveled films around. I'll never understand the Oscar nominations for Inherent Vice, but I do understand why Disney didn't want Sweatbox to get out to the public. It's the behind-the-scenes Disney doc for me here, 69-59, to 59, the lead down to 20. Ranked 240th. We have The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly versus The Navigator, colon, 
A Medieval Odyssey. The second of three films on Zack's side of the list with the word navigator in the title, The Medieval Odyssey boasts one of my favorite premises going, only to be silenced by Clint Eastwood's squinting eyes and itchy trigger finger. 88 to 71. Zack by 19. Ranked 239th, we have Super versus Being There. I much prefer the over-the-top comedy Dave to Being There, but I can't deny Peter Sellers' charm. James Gunn misses the mark for me quite a bit in Super, and Zack pulls out a handy victory, 83-55, to 55, his lead up to 20. Ranked 238th, we have The Searchers versus There's Something About Mary. Westerns have a pretty good track record, and The Searchers already dispatched Jackass at the top of this segment, but there's just something about the film it's going up against in this matchup. Ha, no, no, not, not this time. The Searchers wins again, 64-35, to 35, Zack by 19. Ranked 237th, we have Thief versus The Thomas Crown Affair. Two thieves do battle here, but it's James Caan every day of the week for me. He gives a great performance and waltzes through danger to take down Pierce Brosnan, 77-57. to 57. The lead shrinks to 18. Ranked 236th, we have Old Boy versus Last Action Hero. I've got a bit of a soft spot in my heart for Arnold in Last Action Hero. He's charming, clueless, and the film is meta-goodness. But old boy will fuck you up and hammer away your senses. It's Park Chan-wook in this one, 89 to 77, and it's Zack, whose lead is down to 17. Ranked 235, we have A Clockwork Orange versus Field of Dreams. Singing in the rain never hurt so good. The manifestation of baseball players in a cornfield is quite a miracle. But so is making a film as insane as A Clockwork Orange, a cinematic classic. Kubrick wins 90-81, and James has now, tall now tallied four straight wins, knocking Zack's lead down to 16. Ranked 234th, we have Edge of Tomorrow versus Perot Le Fou. Zack mentioned that he wasn't cool enough for Perot Le Fou. I don't think I am either. It's clever and slick, but I love me a good Groundhog's Day. Live, die, repeat, 92 to 80. Five straight for James, and the lead is 15. Ranked 233rd, we have Skyfall versus The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. The third Western to repeat on these lists, and the previous two won both sides of their matchups. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly contends with some of the best in the James Bond catalog, but the quick draw is simply too fast. Sergio Leone wins again, 88-85, Zack back up by 16. Ranked 232nd, we have Force Majeure versus The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. Two powerful foreign films, one a satire on the aristocracy, the other a deep-diving look into masculinity and the gender roles in a relationship. I'm not sure what I would do in either scenario, and I can't decide who to pick in this choice either. This is the very first tie of the showdown, 85 to 85. The lead is still Zach's by 16. Ranked 231st, we have Zombieland versus Mean Girls. Pre-crisis Lindsay Lohan at her finest, or Bill motherfucking Murray. I've loved Lohan since Parent Trap, but Emma Stone usurped her as the teen film queen, and it's Zombieland, 92 to 86, and Zack by 15. Ranked 230th, we have The Big Lebowski 
versus 2001 colon a space odyssey. Kubrick versus the Coen brothers. A difficult matchup to be sure. These are great films and even though some might say that all of this is just my opinion man, it's gotta be 2001, 92 to 87. Zack by 16. Ranked 229th, we have Falling Down versus The Kid. I'd put Charles Chaplin at his best against anybody, and as great as Michael Douglas is in Falling Down, he doesn't bring the heft that Chaplin does here. 95 to 73, Zack by 17. Ranked 228th, we have Time Crimes versus E.T., the extraterrestrial. While I love me a good time loop movie, it's tough to argue against a film as iconic and lasting as Spielberg's E.T. Give me one shot of a full moon and I'll show you a dozen kids with baskets on the front of their bikes pretending to fly across it. E.T. 87 to 63. Zack up to an 18 point lead. Ranked 227th, we have Sing Street versus Keanu. The world's cutest cat, or the best original musical in the last few years. I'd say that if Key and Peele had driven like they'd stolen their rides, it would have been a much easier path toward retrieving their lost Keanu. Sing Street takes this one, 89 to 66. Zack by 17. Ranked 226th, we have We Need to Talk About Kevin and the Neon Demon. I think we need to talk about Elle Fanning. She's incredible and on a trajectory towards superstardom. Neon Demon showcases her ethereal features better than Ezra Miller's insane tendencies. 81 to 64. Zack up by 18. Ranked 225th, Star Wars Episode 7, A New Hope, versus Kayana Skatsi. Sorry, did I say A New Hope? I meant Force Awakens. Jokes aside, I was completely enraptured by Force Awakens and Daisy Ridley. Kayana Skatsi is pretty, but empty. It's the new age of Star Wars, with a knockout this time, 85 to 49. Zack by 17. Ranked. 224th, we have Life Force versus The Boy Who Could Fly. Could he really fly? Perhaps we'll never know. What I do know is that Mathilda May is a terrifying space vampire that could destroy the world. It's a lot closer than you might think, but it's Life Force 60-54, to 54, and Zack's lead is now 16. Ranked 223rd, we have Rafifi versus That Obscure Object of Desire. The clever heist scene with no dialogue is magnificent. Two actors playing the same role piques one's curiosity. Two different conceits, but it's the sound of silence that wins my heart. 72 to 70. Zack's lead is down to 15 yet again. Ranked 222nd, we have Kill List versus Slumdog Millionaire. The Best Picture winner strikes again after taking down Godard's Weekend and now faces Kill List, a far less acclaimed film, but one that is no less worthy than stepping into the arena. However, like we've seen so many times now, if you win once, you usually win twice. 96 to 44, it's a knockout. Zack by 16. Ranked 221st, we have Personal Shopper versus The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I've been beating the Kirsten Stewart drum for years now, Take her out of a tentpole blockbuster and she's a wonder on the screen. Ben Stiller still has some life in him, but I didn't see it in Walter Mitty. 
Personal Shopper wins this one, 83 to 54, Zach by 15. Ranked 220th, we have Rise of the Planet of the Apes versus Homeward Bound, colon, The Incredible Journey. Andy Serkis in a mocap suit spells greatness in my mind. Whether it's Caesar, Gollum, or King Kong, he can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Maybe with him in the mocap suit, a Homeward Bound remake could do well at the box office. The apes win again, 78-56, to 56, and it's Zack down to 14. Ranked 219th, we have Manchester by the Sea versus Airplane. Give him the Oscar, but don't praise him as a person. Casey Affleck quietly overthrew his brother as the best Affleck years ago. Leslie Nielsen and his all-star cast can't quite thwart a mourning father. And Manchester wins it, 93-68. Zach's Lee drops to 13. Ranked 218th, we have Mother versus Ingrid Goes West. Exclamation points are everywhere, folks. It didn't help Airplane, but it just might be the extra inch that Jennifer Lawrence needed to beat out Aubrey Plaza. The battle between 2017 films ends in a close one, but Mother pulls it out, 82-81, to and Zack's lead is now down to 12 as James strings another four wins in a row. Ranked 217th, we have The Revenant versus La La Land. The shocking loser at the Oscars to Moonlight won't find redemption here. As good as it may be, it's no Revenant. Put me out in the tundra with a grizzly, not stuck in a jazz club listening to Ryan Gosling mansplain music to me. 96-79. to 79. It's James with his fifth straight win to cut the lead down to 11. We might have a real showdown on our hands here, folks. Ranked 216th. We have Let Me In versus The King of Comedy. The American remake schematic usually doesn't work. Let Me In defies those odds, but The King of Comedy is Scorsese and De Niro firing on all cylinders, and very few people can contend with that combination. King of Comedy wins 84-78 as Zack tries to hold on to his lead, which is now down, or now, which is now up to 12. Ranked 215th, we have Heller Highwater versus Popstar colon Never Stop, Never Stopping. The modern western that became a critical and Oscar darling was a big hit a year ago. Popstar was a bit of a miss commercially, but yielded some fantastic music and a clever satire. Unfortunately, this time I've got a side with old Jeff Bridges, 80 to 72. The lead back at 11. Ranked 200. And 14th, we have Pontypool versus The Umbrellas of Cherbourg. The film that lent a lot of inspiration to La La Land was far less enjoyable to me than Chazelle's update. And Pontypool presents a fascinating perspective on a viral outbreak. I'll take the radio's, radio host here, 80 to 53, the lead down to 10. And James is mounting a strong run here to try and close out this set of 50 within the single digits. Ranked 213th. We have Hacksaw Ridge versus Caddyshack. Mel Gibson is back, and far better as a director than an actor. Daddy's home, too. I'm looking at you. The film he crafted is a little bit disjointed, but the war scenes are phenomenal. Caddyshack's humor hasn't aged well, and it loses fairly uncontested, 80-56. to 56. Zach's lead down to 9, and the comeback is alive. Ranked 200 and... 12th, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 2 versus Carrie. 
One of my favorite Stephen King adaptations against the lukewarm sequel to Marvel's breakout hit in 2014. Well, I'd love to say it was easy, but turns out a lukewarm sequel is still pretty strong if you're dealing with the MCU. Sissy SpaceX still takes the day, but it's a lot closer than you might have expected. 82 to 78. Zack's lead back to 10 in the double digits. Ranked 211th, we have The Look of Silence versus The Great Gatsby. I realize why they don't cast Tobey Maguire anymore. He's not great. He's a bit oafish, isn't he? DiCaprio is mighty, but not Oscar-worthy here. On the other hand, The Look of Silence is a fresh-looking doc that will certainly surprise you. Gatsby goes down, 72 to 55, and the lead is 9. Ranked 210th, we have Boy versus The Dark Knight Rises. Taika Waititi's Boy is something new and different, but The Dark Knight Rises puts a satisfying cap on a trilogy that will take a long time to move past with the shit DC is making these days. Bale will always be my Batman, 83 to 78. Zack's back up to 10. Ranked 209th, we have the Grand Budapest Hotel versus My Kid Could Paint That. I think my kid could paint that, if and when I have a kid, but I'd much rather they be introduced in the newest Wes Anderson film. Tony Ravioli and Rafe Fiennes are brilliant and propel the hotel to a 96-83 win. Zack's lead falls to 9. Ranked 208th, we have Blade Runner 2049 versus Gravity. Another 2017 entry going up against the long take at the start of Quaron's Gravity. Two sci-fi epics that showcase the talents of their stars in front of and behind the camera. Villeneuve's sequel edges out Sandy Bullock 89-83, the lead down to 8. Ranked 207th, we have Anomalisa vs. Cabaret. Puppet sex be damned, Anomalisa is a hell of a film. Cabaret is good, but lacks the ingenuity and commentary that comes so easily to Kaufman. 95 to 85, James has trimmed the lead to 7. Ranked 206th, we have Love and Mercy versus City of God. This won't be the only time we see City of God in the showdown, and that means it's poised to win twice, right? Love and Mercy strikes a decent balance between Cusack and Dano, but both halves are not equal. It's the Brazilian film this time, and maybe once again later, 92 to 73, Zack back up to 8 now. Ranked 205th, we have The Martian versus F for Fake. The great Orson Welles against the great Matt Damon. Far less one-sided than you'd think. However, it's not just about the men, but the films they have helped create. In this instance, it's The Potato Farmer on Mars, 83-78. to 78. The lead drops to 7. Ranked 204th, we have Wild Tales versus Casino Royale. My favorite Bond film to date against an anthology film with clever twists. Something about Wild Tales just always excites me. It's a wonderful movie, and how hard is it really to predict the outcome of a poker game in a movie? 95 to 87, Zack's lead is only 6 now. Ranked 203rd, we have Troll 2 versus Rashomon. James' absolute worst rated film on his list shows up here making this an easy win for Zack and such a lopsided victory that James's contestant almost dies in the ring. It's Kurosawa's Rashomon, 77 to 1. Zack by 7. Ranked 202, 202nd, 
is Cobain colon montage of Heck versus the Swell Season, documentary against documentary, both about singers. However, the stars of Once are far more entertaining to learn about than Kurt Cobain for me. He was a bit before my time. Swell Season slides into this one 70 to 69, Zach by 8. And ranked 201st, we have Spider-Man versus Mustang. The final matchup in this set is a good one. The sisters and Mustang are fun and exciting, but Spider-Man happens to be the one thing Tobey Maguire succeeds at. This isn't Spider-Man 2, though. It's the first one. And that's not going to be good enough against Mustang, 81 to 73. Zack takes this one and pushes his lead to 9 at the end of the second set of 50. Zack notched his second 8 matchup winning streak in this stretch from 251 to 244. But James was able to win the 50... 27 to 22 with a tie, despite it featuring his worst film. We're a third of the way there, but the comeback from James to drop the lead from 21 to 9 shows he has the capacity to pull this thing within reach. Zach has led every step of the way except for a brief tie back after the 299th matchup, and the last thing he should let happen is for this lead to slip away. If possible, he needs to reassert himself and try to push things back to the upper teens. At this point, Zach is averaging three more points per film than James, another stat that James will have to course correct going forward, or risk letting things slip away completely. Ranked 200th, we have Freddy Got Fingered versus Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The comedy stylings of Tom Green against Monty Python, I've never been one for Tom Green, and nothing about Freddy Got Fingered changed that opinion. It wasn't even a flesh wound for Monty Python, 85-27. to 27. Zach hits his fourth win in a row to push his lead back into double digits. Ranked 199th, we have Cries from Syria versus Cool Runnings. Syria is such a depressing topic and has a dozen films made about it right now. I'm partial to a different kind of feeling. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up, it's bobsled time. 74 to 68, Zach, at five wins in a row, now has a lead of 11. Ranked 198th, Kurt and Courtney versus the Exterminating Angel. Another Cobain doc with a somewhat different approach. However, the differences are mostly for the worse, I'm afraid. An Exterminating Angel is a fascinating watch. 86 to 41, by knockout, Zach's sixth win in a row to lead by 12. Ranked 197th, we have Wet Hot American Summer versus The Emperor's New Groove. I'm partial to the Netflix prequel for Wet Hot Summer, but like Sweatbox before it, Emperor's New Groove is a champion in the making. It's an underrated film with plenty of meta humor. 83 to 52, seven straight now for Zach and a lead of 13. Ranked 196th, we have Tangerine versus A Day in the Country. Sean Baker's Florida Project just came out, but Tangerine was what put him on the map. It's my least favorite of his films that I've seen, but it edges out A Day in the Country slightly, 72 to 69. James strikes back, the lead is 12. Ranked 195th, we have Sin Nombre versus Safety Last. Harold Lloyd always gets the short shrift in conversations that involve Keaton and Chaplin, and he's going to feel the same way when compared to Sin Nombre. Safety Last even boasts an exclamation point, but that won't stop the train movies from their conquest. 87 to 77, the lead is down to 11. 
Ranked 194th, we have 28 Days Later versus Russian Ark. I thought Russian Ark was four weeks long, to be honest. The bulk of that film bored me, and I was frustrated because I'd been excited to see that movie. But Zombies win the day with a knockout, 96-64. to 64. Three straight for James, as the lead is 10. Ranked 193rd, we have X-Men, colon, Days of Future Past, versus Letter from an Unknown Woman. Could they see into the future, or were they merely changing the past? The world may never know, because this is the most confusing X-Men film ever, in reference to the timeline. And yet, it manages to be successful, and take this matchup 78-71. to 71. The lead has fallen to single digits, and it's 9. Ranked 192nd, we have The Witch versus Forbidden Games. After a rewatch of The Witch, I've grown to appreciate and like the film considerably more than I first did. However, it still falls woefully short of Forbidden Games 88-59 as Zack swings the momentum back and the lead returns to 10. Ranked 191st, we have Tremors vs. They Live. Do you want your enemies hiding in the ground or masking themselves? Probably the ground, I think, but that's why They Live is far more terrifying and says more about our society. 94-72, to it's Zack by 11. Ranked 190th, we have Spring Breakers vs. Swing Time. James Franco's last great performance, at least until Disaster Artist gets a wide release, it's a tooth and nail matchup with swing time, but the old dance number tiptoes its way to the finish with a 75-73 win. Three in a row for Zach and a 12-point lead. Ranked 189th, we have They Came Back versus The Vanishing. It became an even worse TV show here in the States, The Returned, but it's a fairly average film on the whole. The Vanishing is suspenseful and unique among thrillers of its type. A solid victory of 87-59 gives Zack his fourth win in a row and a 13-point lead. Ranked 188th, we have Stakeland versus The Act of Killing. Act of Killing is another film we'll see again later, and that bodes well here, because Stakeland comes in with subpar performances across the board. With a score of 78-43, that's five in a row for Zack and a 14-point lead. Ranked 100. And 87th, we have Wolf of Wall Street, The Wolf of Wall Street, versus The Purple Rose of Cairo. Now this is Oscar-worthy DiCaprio, and he carries this film and its brilliant ensemble, there's that reconnaissance again, to a victory over a weak Woody Allen entry, 92-69. to This is James' 50th win, and he's down by 13. Ranked 186th. We have The Way of the Gun versus Glory. Neither of these films wows me, but both surprised me, because I expected them to be much worse. Glory beats out the competition, though, 69-63, to Zack doing what he can to bolster his lead as it hits 14 again. Ranked 185th, we have Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels versus The Shawshank Redemption. The number one movie on IMDb is fitting to be on Zack's list. He is their Avenger, after all. Up against Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, another favorite of IMDb, Shawshank is too redemptive and wholesome to fall short. Zack wins, 77-66, to 66, his lead up to 15. Ranked 184th, we have The One I Love versus Contempt. The One I Love is a cinerealist's favorite. I'm a big fan of the film, too. I love Mark Duplass. I'm far less ecstatic about Contempt. It can be a bit much at times. Elizabeth Moss leads this one to the winner's circle, 80-67, the lead at 14. Ranked 183rd, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. 
versus American History X. Like its sequel, Guardians of the Galaxy matches up against a tough opponent. American History X is a harrowing look at the minds of horrible people. And as fun as Guardians is, it's not as special and worthwhile as American History X to me. 92 to 86. It's Zack by 15. Ranked 182nd, we have the Knight of the Hunter versus Starship Troopers. The Troopers movies get a lot of flack. Super, Starship, uh, are there other Troopers movies? Night of the Hunter is a masterful suspense film that knocks Starship Troopers out quite easily. 87 to 59. It's Zack by 14. Ranked 181st, we have Snowpiercer versus Paper Moon. Snowpiercer returns. Not just a film that appeared in Zack's list already, but a train movie to boot. And perhaps two patterns cancel each other out because Cap can't quite keep things on the rails against Ryan O'Neill and his brilliant co-star Tatum O'Neill. 92 to 87. Zack up by 15. Ranked 180th, we have 10 Things I Hate About You versus Mary Poppins. A spoonful of sugar may make the loss easier, but back-to-back losses from films that were featured as winners earlier is shocking. As 10 Things I Hate About You goes down swinging. 95 to 85. Zach now up by 16. Ranked 179th, we have Sin City versus Time After Time. While not as fascinating as the original Time Machine stories, Time After Time gives Malcolm McDowell a great character to play. Sin City's aesthetic is fresh and fun, or, or rather dark and dreary, but the time traveler sneaks by this time, 63 to 61. Zach now up by 17. Ranked 178th, we have the Black Stallion versus Crimes and Misdemeanors. Woody Allen couldn't get the job done before with the Purple Rose of Cairo, but he returns in a big way with Crimes and Misdemeanors. The Black Stallion is a sad story, but not as tear-jerking as it needs to be to threaten Allen's film. 83-62, Zack uses a little run to make the lead 18 now. Ranked 177th, we have Silver Linings Playbook versus Hero. Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper make sweet, sweet music together on the dance floor, which overpowers the strength of Jet Li by himself. With a score of 90-77, to 77, James cuts the lead down to 17. Ranked 176th, we have Boyhood vs. High and Low. A true cinematic feat of unimaginable difficulty, Boyhood is an absolute gem of a film. On the other hand, High and Low is a fantastic film from Kurosawa that redefined a genre. Both are wonderful films, but only one can win. This time, it's Linklater on top, 99-92. to Another point to James, and the lead is 16. Ranked 175th, we have Shaolin Soccer versus Serendipity. Most people may not recognize the brilliance of Shaolin Soccer, or Stephen Chow's other great film, Kung Fu Hustle, but to me, it's a classic. Serendipity has its moments, but Shaolin Soccer has its entire runtime. 94-64, Soccer wins in a knockout. Zach's lead is 15. Ranked 174th, we have Eyes Without a Face versus The Adventures of Robin Hood. How can you have eyes without a face? How terrifying can that image become on screen? And how many adventures can Robin Hood have? How often do they involve King Richard and Prince John? Questions and questions and questions. The only answer is that I like The Adventures of Robin Hood more, 93 to 86. 
Zack back up by 16. Ranked 173rd, we have Monster House versus Vivre Savi. Vivre Savi isn't a masterpiece, but it's more than enough for Monster House, a film that features quite dated animation and an ending that even the original writer thinks was botched by the crew. With a score of 63 to 46, Zack extends the lead back to 17. Ranked 172nd, we have 7 versus The Little Mermaid. Which world would I rather be a part of? The Little Mermaid. Sure, there are evil sea witch squids that will steal your voice away from you, but it's got music, fun, and enjoyment. The world in 7 just seems miserable. That being said, Mermaid only wins 94-93, to but it pushes Zack's lead to 18. Ranked 171st, we have Repulsion versus Singing in the Rain. Singing in the Rain returns, this time in its titular film. Repulsion has some quality Polanski elements, but not enough to recreate the win that the pianist achieved. Gene Kelly rules the day, 93-79. to Zack's lead hits 19. Ranked 170th, we have a hijacking versus Jesus Christ Superstar. Discount Captain Phillips is still a rollicking good time, and Jesus Christ Superstar was a lot more enjoyable than I predicted. The matchup was closer than it appeared at first glance, but it still ended as I expected, 73 to 67, in favor of a hijacking. James is trying to temper the deficit, but 18 is still a deep hole to dig out of. Ranked 169th, we have a we have Platoon versus The Dirties. The Dirties failed to impress on its first time out, and will succumb to the same fate this time around. Platoon is my favorite Alva Stone movie, and deserves this win, 91-74. to Zach's leads down to 17. Ranked 168th, we have Swiss Family Robinson versus Locke. Just when James was thinking of mounting a comeback, he saddled with this matchup. Swiss Family Robinson was going to struggle against anything it came up against, but Locke is a brilliant film, and this results in Zack's biggest point differential victory of 83. Locke wins 95-12. to It's also the biggest point differential in the entire showdown. Zack takes the lead back to 18. Ranked 167th, we have Pirates of the Caribbean, colon, The Curse of the Black Pearl, versus... A man escaped. Black Pearl's writing is criminally underrated. It's hilarious, plays to its actor's strengths, and gave us Johnny Depp's most iconic performance, Jack Sparrow. Ah, oh, wait, there, there should be a captain in there somewhere. A man escaped plays like a prison break version of Rafifi, almost, and that's to its credit. It's a taut drama that succeeds where most films would fail. But when it comes down to it, Gore Verbinski wins the day 94-90. to 90. Zack's lead, that's ranked 166. We have Slow West versus Ordet. The word happens to be that Slow West is a fast-paced film and an enjoyable western. Almost the opposite of Ordet. Slow West steals this one 74-62 as James starts to make a bit of a run here. Zack's lead is 6. Ranked 165th. We have Paradise Lost 2, colon, Revelations versus Grizzly Man. The second deeply immersive doc on the Paradise Murders is a fascinating character study of a real person. Grizzly Man is a more immersive and more fascinating study of a real person. 
84 to 65. Sack by 17. Ranked 164th, we have Captain Phillips versus John Wick. The real Captain Phillips would be disappointing if it couldn't succeed where a hijacking already did, and as it turns out, it can. Facing significantly more dangerous opposition in John Wick, Keanu's first outing as the titular assassin, Tom Hanks steers the ship to safety and reaps the reward. 91 to 85, sack by 16. Ranked 163rd, we have Pan's Labyrinth versus Manhattan. Guillermo del Toro is back on the awards circuit this year with The Shape of Water. And he's never quite lived up to the brilliance of Pan's Labyrinth, in my opinion. But my fingers are crossed, and as such, Labyrinth dismantles Manhattan, which is the second of Woody Allen's films to fail to perform well in this showdown. 98-77, to 77, Zach's lead is down to 15. Ranked 162nd, we have Office Space versus Shoah. One of the longest films I've ever seen against a film that always feels longer than it is. It must be the Mondays. Shoah is a daunting undertaking, but a rewarding one. It wins handily 91-79. to 79. The lead goes back up to 16. Ranked 161st, we have No Country for Old Men versus Whiplash. Chazelle shows up here again after losing his previous matchup featuring La La Land. Whiplash also features a stellar climax and this time succeeds against No Country for Old Men. Guess we know who lost this coin flip. 97-89, to Zack by 17. Ranked 160th, we have Moonrise Kingdom versus The Conversation. Wes Anderson has done quite well and will continue to do so as he takes down Coppola's Conversation, 92-79. to Zack's lead is now 16, and James just can't quite string together the wins he needs to put a dent into that lead, as it remains in the mid-to-high teen. Ranked 159th, we have May versus Ex Machina. The little film that could, defying the odds to win a Best Visual Effects Oscar. Alicia Vikander is a marvel, and I hope she goes on to even greater things. May was surprisingly effective, and I was very keen on this film. It's not as great as Ex Machina, but it's quite good. 90 to 80, Zach's lead is 17. Ranked 158th, we have Inside Out versus Wally. Two Pixar giants meet up at the 158th matchup. Both are technical and emotional achievements on all levels. Inside Out gave emotions a voice, and Wally crafted one of the most brilliant silent film segments of the modern era. My heart belongs with Riley and in Inside Out, though. 99 to 9. James takes one back, and the lead is 16. Ranked 157th, we have Looper versus Lincoln. JGL appears in both of these films. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and the film with more of him generally wins the day. That's the case here, as his younger Bruce Willis is better than the brief cameo appearance he has as a soldier in Lincoln. 99 to 88. James has back-to-back films rated 99 and cuts into the lead again. It's down to 15. Ranked 156th, we have Finding Nemo versus Victoria. Riding high on Pixar's Inside Out, James puts forth another Pixar legend. This one already defeated the impossible. And though Victoria poses a larger threat, it doesn't matter. 96-92, Pixar continues to shine. 
and James has the lead down to 14. Ranked 155th, we have Ex Machina versus The Passion of Joan of Arc. Ex Machina appears again so swiftly, but faces a silent icon. There is undeniable passion at work here, and it's beautiful to behold. Joan of Arc wins 93-90. to 90. The lead goes back up to 15. Ranked 154th, we have Beetlejuice versus 102 Minutes That Changed America. Justin Timberlake told us that it only takes four minutes to save the world. This film posits that it takes 102 minutes to change America. That may seem reductive, because it kind of is, but at least one of those titles is absolutely correct. Beetlejuice is an iconic film, but that doesn't make it great. 102 minutes wins, 91 to 76. The lead goes up to 16. Ranked 153rd, we have The Master vs. Wild Tales. Wild Tales appeals for, appears for a second time, fresh off of victory already. The Master is good company, but Wild Tales is just too strong for Philip Seymour Hoffman. 95 to 91, Zach building a little bit of a run here, up to a 17 point lead. Ranked 152nd, we have Strange Brew vs. The One I Love. Lot of a lot of repetition now as we approach the halfway point. The one I love was stiff competition before. This time, Strange Brew doesn't really have the muster to make a dent. 80 to 54, Zach's up to 18, and that's four in a row. Ranked 151st, we have The Fits versus The Battle of Algiers. Having previously lost to High Noon, the Fitz will ultimately suffer the same fate against the Battle of Algiers with the exact same score, 82-58. to 58. Zach wins his fifth in a row and to end this segment with a 19-point lead. Zach was able to push his lead back to 19, closing in on his current record of 21. James needed a strong showing there and just couldn't keep everything in line. Zach's average has gone up with these new 50 films, and it's at 78 as we've hit the halfway point. James's average went up as well, but the difference is still larger now than it was before. His average rating sits at 74.1, almost four points lower than Zach's. Zach won the third round of the showdown 30 to 20, and the score is now 84 to 65 with one tie. James will need a huge presence in the second half of the showdown to have a chance, but he's got to get things back into single digits before this goes even further sideways. Zach has his greatest victory in this round with Locke over Swiss, Arm Swiss Family Robinson. Also the greatest victory of the whole showdown. We'll see if James can keep things interesting as we head into round four. Ranked 150th, we have Empire the Sun versus Gone with the Wind. Recently usurping The Wizard of Oz as my favorite 1939 film, Gone with the Wind has an easy task to take down Empire of the Sun. A young Christian Bale just doesn't have enough power, and to be frank, I just don't give a damn. 94-53, Zack wins his sixth in a row and takes a 20-point lead. Ranked 149th, we have Dog Day Afternoon versus Dog Tooth. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world indeed. The heist film with Pacino is great, but the twisted family dynamic in Dogtooth is greater still. Yorgos Lanthimos wins this time, 94-86. That's seven in a row for Zack, and he ties his largest lead of the showdown at 21. 
Ranked 148th, we have Attack the Block versus The Thin Red Line. After losing to Once Upon a Time in the West, Thin Red Line tries its luck against a horror film from across the pond. But what a creative horror film it is. Attack the Block is part horror, part invasion film, and it fires on all cylinders, leaving Thin Red Line as the runner-up yet again in 97 to 81. James and Zach's run, and the lead is 20. Ranked 147th, we have Crank, colon, High Voltage, versus The Hudsucker Proxy. Maybe if Jason Statham just did the hula hoop, he'd be able to keep his heart racing. Unfortunately, he flatlines in this matchup, losing, losing it to the Coen brothers, 70-56. to 56. Zach goes back up to 21. Ranked 146th, we have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes versus The Abyss. Apes movies are two for two so far, and not even James Cameron can stop them. Andy Serkis leads his band of rebel apes to victory again, taking out the abyss 90-78. to James cuts the lead down to 20. Ranked 145th, we have The Cable Guy versus Beauty and the Beast. We're talking about the animated film, not the live-action one. Animated films have seen great success at the showdown, but The Cable Guy is a weird and strange film that never seems to do what you expect. But a tale as old as time is hard to argue with, and it's Beauty taking it 94-77. to 77. Zack tugs the rope back to 21. Ranked 144th, we have Cold in July versus Lake of Fire. Another scrappy fight without a true winner in the midst, I was mostly lukewarm on both of these movies, but The Edge gave out to Cold in July, 61-60. James tugs back, and the lead is 20 again. Ranked 143rd, we have Dallas Buyers Club versus Inside Out. Inside Out just took down Wally and is now poised to do the same to Dallas Buyers Club. The reconnaissance can only go so far no matter how much he lets his body suffer. Inside Out, 99 to 90. Zack strikes back to 21. Ranked 142nd, we have Chronicle versus Andrei Rublev. Perhaps my favorite found footage film, Chronicle was a surprise hit that had no right being as great as it was. But Andrei Rublev is a powerful film from Russian master Tarkovsky. Max Landis falls just shy 84 to 83 as Zack extends his lead to new heights at 22. Ranked 141st, we have Spider-Man 2 versus Schindler's List. Here's that Spider-Man 2 we mentioned earlier. Unfortunately, Spielberg's accomplishment in Schindler's List is overwhelming. It's a good fight, but not even Spidey can stop this train. 84 to 80. Zack moves up to a 23-point lead. Ranked 140th, we have Foxcatcher versus Glengarry Glen Ross. Slap some makeup on, and Michael Scott becomes a dramatic actor extraordinaire. But as good as he might be, he's no match for some of the best scene-chewers in history on the other side of the arena. Featuring that famous monologue from Alec Baldwin, Glengarry takes it 96-75, to and Zack reaches a 24-point lead. Things are on the verge of becoming a blowout. Ranked 139th, we have Chinatown versus Spanglish. Chinatown is a great launching point for James to try to smooth out this deficit he's fallen into. It's a savvy film that speaks volumes. Spanglish isn't even a real language. 
94 to 55, James hopes to start a run to make things competitive. Ranked 138th, we have Mary Poppins versus Stargate. One of James' few musicals is one of the best musicals around, and he doesn't even need it to be. Stargate comes in woefully low on the scale and doesn't stand much of a chance to begin with. It beat 10 Things I Hate About You, and now Mary Poppins wins again, 95-34, to 34, and James' Jolly Holiday continues as the lead drops to 22. Ranked 137th, we have Brick versus Dogville. This one's a tight one. One of Zach's top five films against Lars von Trier. I wouldn't try to explain, just check out Dogville. But in the end, the scale tips toward the unconventional detective story Brick, 86 to 85. The lead is 21. Ranked 136th, we have Adaptation, period, versus Annie Hall. Woody Allen tries once more for glory. Is that enough against two Nicolas Cages? Some might say it isn't, but I think it is. Allen's Best Picture winner skates to victory, 95-83. to 83. Zach back up by 22. Ranked 135th, we have Jurassic Park versus Toys. Another top 10 film of Zach's lands on James' list, and that's one way to win back some credit. Toys is just as much competition as Stargate was, however, so it's a cold knockout and basically overkill. 96-32, to 32, James tries to start another run. Ranked 134th, we have Birdman, colon, or parentheses, the unexpected virtue of ignorance, close parentheses, versus Spirited Away. Michael Keaton just loves to wear suits and wings, eh? The film that pretends to have no cuts against the big crossover hit for Miyazaki that won Best Animated Feature. But Best Picture is a cut above, and Birdman soars to the win, 98-94. to Back-to-back wins for James. Ranked 133rd, we have Hannah versus Envy. Put Saoirse Ronan in a film and I'll watch it. Although, you could create a spray that disappears poo and I'll watch that too. Just find one of those things vastly more interesting. Hannah over Envy, 77-22 in a blistering knockout. Three in a row for James, drops the lead to 19. Ranked 132nd, we have Better Off Dead Ellipses versus Paris, Je t'aime. Another anthology film follows in Wild Tales Steed. Uh, and Better Off Dead doesn't have the firepower to hold off the frontal assault. John Cusack isn't enough of a hit in this one, and it's Paris Je Tem, 72-69. Zack swings back up to 20. Ranked 131st, we have American Splendor versus A Christmas Story. Christmas is a time of giving, of kindness, of cheer. American Splendor is not really about those things, uh, but no one claimed movies needed to be happy. The Christmas Story is solid, but fails to be splendid, losing 83-70. to 70. The lead dips below 20 again. Ranked 130th, we have The Wizard of Oz versus Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Another 2v1 scenario. This one is called for because Wizard of Oz is a powerhouse. Unfortunately, only if you added up the scores of the two time travel films featuring Bill and Ted would you see them walk away victorious and excellent. 90-75, to 
back-to-back wins for James, and the lead is 18. He's pushing to get back into this. Ranked 129th, we have a separation versus the usual suspects. Perhaps the greatest matchup of the showdown, a compelling and complex Iranian drama against the masterful twist ending of the usual suspects. Farhadi has made some great films, but a separation will in all likelihood remain my favorite. And Verbalkint is such a brilliantly flawed and intelligent character. In the end, it's the foreign language film 99-97. to James grabs his third straight in a tight one. Ranked 128th, we have Wayne's World versus Ocean's 12. Gone are the days when one could just lip-sync a Queen song and win over your heart. Soderbergh's ensemble sequel to the heist film doesn't have the charm or pace that the original did. It's Wayne and Garth over George, Brad, Brad and Matt, 66-59. to 59. The lead dips to 16 as James has his fourth win in a row. Ranked 127th, we have The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Return of the King, versus Shattered Glass. Part 3 of Peter Jackson's epic fantasy trilogy brought the world and the Oscars to their knees. Still holding the record for most Oscars won, in a three-way tie, Return of the King should be a no-brainer against a movie featuring the guy that stars in the Star Wars prequels. And yet, it's a hard-fought battle that Lord of the Rings only barely ekes out 92-90. Five in a row for James puts the lead at 15. Ranked 126th, we have The Parent Trap versus Terminator 2, colon, Judgment Day. He said he'd be back, and he is. Terminator 2 is an unstoppable machine that will mow down everything in its path, including adorable twins that only want to trick their parents into getting back together. 93 to 70. Zack cuts James off and the lead goes back up to 16. Ranked 125th, we have Teen Wolf versus Shakespeare in Love. There really should be rules against Teen Wolves playing basketball. There should also be rules against dogs playing basketball. It's crazy to think that the world we live in now wouldn't have led to a Best Picture win for Shakespeare in Love. We're better for it, but Shakespeare in Love is a great film that wins here too, 82 to 61. Back-to-back wins for Zack, and he's up by 17. Ranked 124th, we have 127 hours versus Apollo 13. Numbers are clearly the driving point of this showdown, and having a bigger number in your title can be very beneficial. 127 versus 13? It's fairly open and shut, ain't it? Franco walks away with a win this time, 88-70. to James back in the driver's seat, down by 16. Ranked. 123rd, we have Room versus Bring It On. Far too similar in title to one of the worst movies ever made, the Jacob Tremblay introduction to the world was a fantastic film. Bring It On has moments, but was largely mediocre for me. Room wins 91-57, the lead is 15 again. Ranked 122nd, we have Paranormal Activity versus The Godfather and The Godfather colon Part 2. 2 versus 1 again, Part 3 would have been a bit of a tougher decision, but any way you slice it, the first two Godfather films triumph easily. No offers necessary. 91 to 73. Ranked 121st, we have 
Mission colon impossible colon ghost protocol versus Enemy. The Jake Gyllenhaal Spider movie that rewards rewatches. Daniel Villeneuve is one of the greatest working directors in town. Ghost Protocol revived a dying franchise, but that's small potatoes. Enemy wins 79 to 73. Zach keeps his foot on the pedal as we speed toward the top 100. His lead is 17. Ranked 120th, it, we have Gladiator versus Throne of Blood. Best Picture winners have done quite well in this showdown. Gladiator is a pretty good Best Picture winner. Throne of Blood is an incredible Kurosawa film and wins with a decent margin, 94 to 82. Three in a row for Zack, the lead is 18. Ranked 119th, we have True Romance versus Rounders. True Romance is a madcap comedy that fails so much it succeeds. Rounders was underwhelming, and I never felt like it had the chance to break out into a hit. Give it to the better ensemble, True Romance, in a knockout 94-57. James denies Zack his 100th win, the lead is 17. Ranked 118th, we have Southland Tales versus Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. The second worst film on James' side doesn't put up a fight, and Zack strolls into his 100th win in the 183rd matchup. 80-4, Zack has an 18-point lead and has matched James every time he's put together a run. Ranked 117th, we have Rachel Getting Married versus The Time Traveler's Wife. How bizarre it must be to be married to a time traveler. I suppose that's why the doctor never keeps a companion for too long. Anne Hathaway transcends whatever negative stigma exists around her to be powerfully affecting in Rachel Getting Married, this matchup's winner, 85-43. to 43. Ranked 116th, we have Ferris Bueller's Day Off versus Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. Edge of Tomorrow won before, but Ferris Bueller is featured in every Cinerealists episode. That's some tough street cred. But if Ferris ever won this fight, our current time loop gives the win to Edge of Tomorrow. 92-86. to 86. The lead is 18. Ranked 115th, we have Enemy at the Gates versus To Be or Not To Be. That is the question, and that is a hilarious film. Enemy at the Gates is okay, and the sniper standoff is great, but the film lacks the standard of quality that makes To Be or Not To Be stand the test of time. 95-54 to 54 in a knockout, Zack by 19. Ranked 114th, we have Nightcrawler versus The Virgin Spring. Jake Gyllenhaal served Zack well before an enemy, now he plays for the other team in Nightcrawler. The Virgin Spring is a seminal Bergman film. But Gyllenhaal's eyes are Klaus Kinski-level crazy, and we know that's a good thing from Aguirre. Nightcrawler steals this one 93-87, Zack by 18. Ranked 113th, we have Dear Zachary, colon, a letter to a son about his father, versus Amores Peros. Another classic battle, a gut-wrenching documentary against a multiple-story film with beautifully written intersections. Titles with dog in them have done well, and Peros is Spanish for dogs. Amores Peros comes out on top 97 to 95, Zach's lead at 19. Ranked 112th, we have Let the Right One In versus Upstream Color. 
Upstream Color took out Passengers, but this time it faces a real challenge. The American version, Let Me In, ultimately lost to The King of Comedy, but Let the Right One In is a better film. When the dust settles, it's Upstream Color for the second time, 87 to 83. Zach back on top by 20. Ranked 111th, we have Gravity versus Leclise. Gravity failed against Blade Runner 2049, but takes a stand against Leclise. Its beautiful cinematography and long takes win this time, 83 to 59. Zach by 19. Ranked 110th, we have Borat, colon, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, versus What Dreams May Come. Yeah, it's a mouthful, but that doesn't make it a bad film. However, What Dreams May Come fails to impress, and the score ends up as 74-43. to 43. Two in a row for James. The lead is 18. Ranked 109th, we have UHF versus Jules and Jim. We got it all on UHF. Weird Al steps onto the silver screen to bring us a comedy that shouldn't work, but does. Watch him mow down enemy combatants as Rambo, evade rolling boulders as Indy, or go animated in a dream music video. Listen with the commentary to hear just how insane Al is as he remembers every address for their filming locations a decade after the fact. All this to say, UHF is the winner. 89 to 75 over Jules and Jim. Three straight for James, he's down by 17. Ranked 108th, we have Kill Bill colon volume 1 versus Fame. The first half of the Kill Bill story against a bunch of drama school kids. Uma Thurman could take them all with one hand tied behind her back. And so could the film. Tarantino takes it 77 to 58. Four in a row for James. The lead is 16. Ranked 107th, we have It Follows versus Birdman colon or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Birdman did it once, and now Keaton soars again. It follows simply can't keep up, and I don't think it could get you if it if you just flew around all the time. Stopping James' run at four, Zach takes this one 98-88. to 88. Ranked 106th, we have Clerks versus Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I wasn't impressed by Clerks, but it has some fun conversations. What about the menial labor workers on the Death Star is right. Although, if downsizing has anything to say, we might be headed toward a world of shrinking technology. Clerks wins a close one, 68-65. to 65. The lead is 16. Ranked 105th, we have Coraline versus Inglorious Bastards. From the world of button eyes to an alternate reality where Hitler burns alive in a movie theater, there's a lot to love in this matchup. A second watch of Bastards bumps its score up a few points for me, but it wasn't enough to take down Coraline 95-91. to Back-to-back -back for James, and the lead falls to 15. Ranked 104th, we have Elf versus The Karate Kid. The holidays are just around the corner, and Buddy the Elf is a great companion. The Karate Kid doesn't hold a candle to the joys of Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel, remember her, singing a duet. 80-66, James is down by 14 and pushing against Zack as we finish round 4. Ranked 103rd, we have Star Wars colon Episode 6 colon Return of the Jedi versus Dial M for Murder. 
Jedi is my least favorite of the original trilogy, and Dial M for Murder is a brilliantly crafted courtroom thriller. But the worst film in the original trilogy is still a fantastic film, taking this one 90 to 87. Four straight for James, and he's winning a handful of close ones right now. Ranked 102nd, we have Aliens versus The Fugitive. Yet another epic matchup, the Cameron sequel that tells us more can sometimes be better than less in film. Sigourney Weaver inspires women of all ages to be absolute badasses, but Fugitive has a great non-franchise Harrison Ford performance that keeps you on the edge of your seat every minute. With only a point to separate the two, it's Aliens for the win, 97-96. to 96. James takes another close call and makes that five in a row to cut Zack's lead to 12. Ranked 101st, we have Paranormal Activity 3 versus Mrs. Doubtfire. The last matchup of the round is a close one, but doesn't feature any big hitters. Mr. Mom versus the third film in a found footage horror movie series is not exactly a marquee matchup. However, Paranormal 3 does some pretty scary stuff, and Robin Williams isn't the most passable woman in the world. Horror takes it, 68-63. to 63. That's six in a row for James, and he has a lot of momentum heading into the top 100. The lead is now down to 11, the lowest it's been since rank 191. We're in the midst of James' longest streak of six. Zach's longest streak is eight right now. This is very concerning for Zach. He was in a great position not too long ago at rank 112 and saw almost all of that goodwill uh, yanked from under him. He's happy to take a double-digit lead into the top 100, but things are getting a bit dicey. He was up by 24 points at rank 140, which feels very far away from now. The cream will rise to the top, and Zach's average film rating has plateaued at 78. James has risen another point and a half to 75.6, and he won round 4, 29-21. to 21. The current tally is 105 to 94. James is still looking to reach the century mark in the showdown. Zach's been there since rank 118. Ranked 100th, we have Lord of the Rings: colon, The Fellowship of the Ring versus About Time. The quality is on the upswing in the top 100, and this matchup starts us off in a positive way. Fellowship is my weakest entry of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and About Time is a very fun time travel film. However, just like with Star Wars, sometimes the worst of a great trilogy is still better than many other things. I lend my voice to The Fellowship as it wins 88-72. to The streak continues as James reaches 7, and the lead is down to 10. Ranked 99th, we have Inception versus Paths of Glory. We saw Inception take out the competition with the dirties, but Paths of Glory is a different beast. How many layers would it take to penetrate Kubrick's mind and steal information buried within that? Kubrick and Nolan are monsters in this showdown, and it's fitting that this matchup ends in a draw. No quarter given on either side. 91-91, to 91, Zack still leads by 10. Ranked 98th, we have Tron versus Robin Hood colon Men in Tights. I enjoy a good Robin Hood film. Men in Tights is a lesser entry than some of the greats, in my opinion, and Tron is one of the most influential films of its time, even though I don't exactly rate it as such. With both of these films scoring a bit below the median, it's still Tron that winds up on top, 80-69, to 
James cuts the lead down to nine, reaching a single-digit deficit for the first time in almost 100 matchups. Ranked 97th, we have Fantastic Mr. Fox versus Hook. We've seen Wes Anderson dominate in the past, and an old Peter Pan doesn't really pose much of a threat here either. Fox is my favorite of Anderson's films, making this an easy knockout, 97-52. to 52. The lead is down to 8. Ranked 96th, we have American Movie versus the Die Hard Trilogy, featuring Die Hard, Die Hard 2, and Die Hard colon with a Vengeance. Including a trilogy here, we have the first time individual films in the trilogy would perform differently. Only the original Die Hard beats American Movie straight up, but it beats it so handily that the two sequels don't drag the average rating down enough. Averaged out, Die Hard takes this one 78-74. to 74. Zach finally stops the bleeding and pushes the lead back to 9. Ranked 95th, we have Brotherhood of the Wolf versus Barry Lyndon. Following McTiernan, Kubrick comes in to help give Zach a breath of life after dropping 10 of 9 of 10 matchups to James. Barry Lyndon has plenty of detractors, but I'm not one of them. The Brotherhood was a fun escapist film, but didn't have the meat to handle Barry Lyndon. 85 to 69, Zach's back to the double-digit lead at 10. Ranked 94th, we have Predator versus Independence Day. Independence Day fares as well here as its sequel did at the box office. Poorly. I think Independence Day is a mediocre film with a very solid speech, but Predator has balls, guts, and thrills. Arnold claws his way to victory again, 79-57. to The lead returns to single digits as James takes a point back. Ranked 93rd, we have Mad Max colon Fury Road versus Red Belt. And here we have the first film on either list to bring home the coveted 100. Red Belt is a humble man trying to decide what's right to do, and Mad Max Fury Road is the greatest action film ever made. It's no contest. Fury Road in a knockout, 100-69. to James leans on the gas pedal to try to bring things back to an even playing field. Ranked 92nd, we have Terminator 2, colon, Judgment Day, versus Wait Until Dark. Arnold just might be the winningest cast member in this showdown. Him or Christian Bale? Well, he's back again for T2, and no amount of Bill Paxton can do a thing about it. 93-72, to 72, James cuts the lead to 7 and finally reaches 100 wins. Ranked 91st, we have Leon Colin the Professional versus Tombstone. Bill Paxton might be the biggest loser cast member in this showdown. Fresh off the defeat of Wait Until Dark, he comes back, admittedly stronger, with Tombstone, only to meet the full brunt of Gary Oldman and a young Natalie Portman. Leon is a wild movie and deserving of this win, 90-81. to 81. The James train chugs on, four wins in a row, and the lead is six. Ranked 90th, we have Black Swan versus Forever Young. Back-to-back Natalie Portman films is generally a good sign. Going from a childhood performance that received plenty of acclaim to her Oscar-winning turn in Black Swan, you'd have to get up on a good day to stand a chance. Forever Young shows us the charming side of Mel Gibson, but that's not going to cut it at this level. 89-31, to 31, it's Aronofsky with the win and James at 5 in a row, and 18 of the last 22.
ranked 89th. We have Star Wars colon Episode 4 colon A New Hope versus The Truman Show. Star Wars is back on the docket, and Jim Carrey is the opposition. Maybe not as scary a foe as Darth Vader, but living in a manufactured world like The Truman Show would be pretty awful. New Hope happens to be my favorite Star Wars film, and that goes a long way. Star Wars goes 4 for 4 with a 94-67 to 67 win. 6 straight for James, and the lead is now 4. Ranked 88th, we have Dogtooth versus Three Colors, colon, Red. Dogtooth returns, licking its chops from taking down Dog Day Afternoon. Three Colors Red is a widely appreciated film, but it's only got a middling score from me. The dog movie wins again, 94-55 in a knockout. Seven straight for James now. The lead is down to three. Ranked 87th, we have Die Hard colon with a Vengeance versus The Sword in the Stone. No trilogy stuff for James, this is just with a Vengeance. Sword in the Stone plays for nostalgia with Zack, and that costs him in this matchup. Die Hard wins this one pretty easily, 77-42. That ties Zack's record of 8 straight, and the lead is now 2 points. Ranked 86th, we have Chicken Run versus Fiddler on the Roof. Two films with rural farm settings, one a musical and the other animated. Both of these genres are favorites of mine, but this time it's animation and Robert Pattinson's favorite chick flick, Chicken Run, 89 to 65. Nine straight films for James, 22 of the last 26, and Zack's lead has dwindled down to one. Ranked 85th, we have Pee-wee's Big Adventure versus Ace Ventura, colon, Pet Detective. Ace Ventura didn't get the job done for James against Kind Hearts and Coronets, and though Pee-wee is a weaker opponent, it's not going to get the job done for Zack either. Pee-wee rides his bike into the end zone 88-71, to capping an amazing run for James with 10 straight wins, 23 of 27, and finally, after rank 85, we are once again tied. It's been 216 matchups, and we found our way back to even. Ranked 84th. We have Blindness versus Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. This is James' first chance to take the lead since rank 298, and he enters it woefully unprepared. Blindness made no ripples for me and flew by unnoticed. Mr. Smith practically, practically took me to Washington with him, and that's pretty significant. This one's a powerful knockout, 93-40. to 40. Zach reclaims the lead up by one. Ranked 83rd, we have Home Alone versus I Am Sam. No room to breathe right now, with both of these films floating around the middle of the pack. Sean Penn's Oscar bid came across very hammy to me, but Home Alone was a fun movie that embraced its silliness. It's close, but James brings things back even, 58-53, to we're tied again. Ranked 82nd, we have The Muppets Take Manhattan versus... The Tree of Life. The Muppets are a foreign language to me. I enjoyed the reboot that came out with Jason Segel, but the older films just don't quite stay with me. On the other hand, I'm not really a proponent of the Tree of Life the way some are. However, I do think Tree of Life has more to offer than Muppets Take Manhattan, 69-40. to 40. Zach up by one again, continuing to prevent James from taking the lead. 
ranked 81st, we have The Godfather, colon, part 2, versus Room. Two heavy hitters here, some of the best regarded films ever made, Oscar winners in their own rights. Part 2 was a bit of a step down from the original Godfather, but Room is its own beast. Room brings things all together, taking down Godfather 2 just like it did with Bring It On, 91-83. to Zack up by 2. Ranked 80th, we have Election versus Baraka. We have here another tone poem, a la Kayanis Katsi. While Baraka does a better job of expressing itself, it's a far cry from Election's brilliance. It's a pretty handy victory here, 90-65. to James takes one back, and the lead is 1. Ranked 79th, we have Almost Famous versus The Dark Knight. Zack finally strikes gold with his own film, Rated 100, and it couldn't have come at a better time. Almost Famous took down Sicario last time we saw it, but The Dark Knight is a huge trump card that towers over any and all challengers. 100-97, to Zack goes back up by 2. Ranked 78th, we have The Act of Killing versus... The Shining. Killing had a strong showing last time, taking down Stakeland, but this time contends with Kubrick's Shining. Despite Kubrick's strong record previously, it won't be enough this time. Shining is good, but it's a lesser Kubrick film in my opinion. Act of Killing, 78-70. to 70, James cuts the lead down to 1. Ranked 77th, we have Die Hard versus Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part 2, and Back to the Future Part 3. Unlike the Die Hard trilogy, Back to the Future ends with the same result no matter which film you put up against Die Hard. The third film drags down the average, but it wasn't going to be a win for Zack either way. 91 to 67, James draws even again. Ranked 76th, we have Dawn of the Dead versus Stalker. Zack Snyder is definitely not a director I'm on the same page as. None of his films come anywhere near my top 1,000, let alone 300. But with a film like Stalker looming above, there are a lot of directors who can't match that fantastic film. 94-65, to Zack up by one again. Ranked 75th, we have Miss Bala vs. Taken. Taken is a particular film with its own set of skills. The sequels got pro- get progressively worse, but the original has some merit. Miss Bala is in a very similar position, minus the sequels. At the end of the day, the thrill of Taken has me siding with it, 51-48. to 48. Zack by 2. Ranked 74th, we have Stand By Me versus The Lion in Winter. A film with a title that asks me to pick it. The Stephen King-penned film is a coming-of-age classic, but The Lion in Winter boasts some of the greatest acting in film, including a very early Anthony Hopkins role. I gotta stand with The Lion on this one, 91-88. Zack up by three after a bit of a run. Ranked 73rd, we have Synecdoche, New York versus Swiss Family Robinson. We saw James suffer his greatest loss when he put Swiss Family Robinson into the mix, and while this won't be Zack's worst loss, it won't be much help. Synecdoche, New York doesn't have my love either, but it's a serviceable film, and this matchup's winner, 52-12. to 12. James ends Zach's run, and the lead is 2. Ranked 72nd, we have Edward Scissorhands versus Forrest 
Gump. Tim Burton's cult classic against a largely overrated drama in Forrest Gump, I fear I'd probably lower my rating of Gump if I saw it again, but even as it stands now, it doesn't match up to James Johnny Depp's haircutting and lawnscaping, 86 to 75, the lead down to 1. Ranked 71st, we have Memento versus Garden State. Nolan's power is back, and he's cutting down a very solid Garden State film this time. Zach Braff's best work is still far from being a contender with Memento, 96 to 82. And James Poole's even yet again still seeking his first lead. Ranked 70th, we have Fargo versus Children of Heaven. Fargo is a very good movie, and the Coens are great directors and writers. Children of Heaven is a gripping drama that focuses almost entirely on children. It's close, but Zack keeps James from the lead yet again, winning 83-76, to Zack by 1. Ranked 69th, we have Superman versus Me and You and Everyone We Know. Who better to lead James to a victory than the most powerful character in creation? Superman's kryptonite is nowhere to be seen in Me and You and Everyone We Know. It's not an easy win, but the son of Krypton takes it 81-78. to We're tied once more. Ranked 68th, we have District 9 versus Casablanca. With the lead on the line, we have two phenoms going at it. A surprise juggernaut that came out of nowhere to be a sensational film, and one of the most well-regarded films in cinematic history. I'd hate to pick one of these films over the other, and right now I can't possibly. With a score of 98-98, to this is the highest rated tie in the showdown, and no one comes away with a lead. Ranked 67th, we have Reservoir Dogs versus Miracle on 34th Street. You don't need a miracle with Tarantino behind the camera. He's created some of the best films going in the last 25 years, and Reservoir Dogs paved the way. Miracle on 34th Street overperformed its expectations, but still falls short, 94-76. to And with that, James tastes the lead for the first time. He's up by one. Ranked 66th, we have Rushmore versus Three Colors, colon, Blue. Red failed to get the job done, and Blue won't either. Rushmore is a hilarious comedy that propels laughter from the depths of your stomach. Blue just didn't affect me that way. <clears throat> and James puts some pressure on. 91-52, to 52, he's up by two. Ranked 65th, we have The Never-Ending Story versus Love Actually. Actually... The NeverEnding Story is where it's at, a beautiful childhood fantasy that elevates the genre, rather than stitch together a lot of half-narratives with underdeveloped characters. Love Actually is a good movie, but far from a holiday staple. 86-78, to 78, James up by 3 now. Ranked 64th, we have The Grey vs. Phenomenon. The Grey had some vulnerabilities that Zack had the chance to expose, but Phenomenon is a cheesy film with very little substance. It's a pretty easy knockout for The Grey, 75-25, to 25, as James continues his run to take a four-point lead. Ranked 63rd, we have Gremlins vs. The Rocketeer. 
Zack finally digs in his heels and tries to right the ship. The Rocketeer is a heartwarming and magical hero, rising to new heights. Gremlins is a cautionary tale to tell kids, and not much more. With a score of 74-37, Zack hopes to get things back on even ground by the end of round 5. Ranked 62nd, we have There Will Be Blood vs. Atonement. An Oscar-winning performance from Daniel Day-Lewis goes a long way. Heck, any performance from Daniel Day-Lewis goes a long way. But Atonement goes even further, painting a beautiful picture of a trying time. 94-86, Zack cuts into the lead again. James, by two. Ranked 61st, we have Minority Report versus Chung King Express. Hoping to string together a third win, Chung King Express fails to execute both sides of its story at a high level, while Minority Report is a thrilling commentary on motivations and actions. With a slim victory, Minority Report takes it 85 to 83, and it's James by three. Ranked 60th, we have Goodfellas versus the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The Lord of the Rings colon the Fellowship of the Rings of the Ring. The Lord of the Rings colon the Two Towers and the Lord of the Rings colon the Return of the King, as represented by the Two Towers, which is Zack's favorite of the three films. The entire Lord of the Rings trilogy against Goodfellas. It might be more difficult for some people, but any one of those films takes Scorsese down on their own. As a trilogy, it's a 90-77 victory for Zack. James up by two. Ranked 59th, we have Who Framed Roger Rabbit versus Amadeus. Roger Rabbit is the Salieri here because Amadeus is a compelling character study with fantastic performances. Roger Rabbit took a loss against a psychic tire and now against a jealous pianist. 90-66, Zack cuts the lead down to one with a nice little run here. Ranked 58th, we have Lost in Translation versus The Never-Ending Story. Fresh off a victory over Love Actually, The Never-Ending Story goes up against my favorite Sofia Coppola film. The Bill Murray-Scarlett Johansson joint is a great film, but can't quite eclipse this childhood fantasy film. And this one ends in a stalemate too. The third tie this round, 86-86, to 86, and James is still up by one. Ranked 57th, we have Scarface versus Clue. I don't think there's an ending that could have given Clue the win here. It's a good film, but Pacino's little friend is tough to beat. With a heavy hand, it's Scarface in this one, 90-73, James by 2. Ranked 56th, we have The Shawshank Redemption versus The General. Shawshank did well last time, taking down Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. It's only fitting that the Avenger of IMDb be supported on both sides when regarding the Shawshank Redemption. With the slimmest of margins, Charlie Chaplin triumphs 78-77. to James' lead is 1. Ranked 55th, we have Scott Pilgrim vs. The World versus The Gospel According to Matthew. <clears throat> Matthew's Gospel is heard, and it's a striking film. It just ran into a bulldozer of a movie in Scott Pilgrim. James Gunn's comic book video game-esque film is surprisingly well-written and displayed, showing off Gunn's skills behind the camera, 92-82, to 82, 
The Pilgrim wins, putting Zach, putting James up by two. Ranked 54th, we have Saving Private Ryan versus Swingers. I can't help but favor a film that features my own name in it, can I? Made by Spielberg, no less. Swingers is a cute film with some nice touches, but it's no Saving Private Ryan. The rightful Best Picture winner. No offense, Shakespeare in Love. With a score of 94-74, to 74, James extends his lead to 3. Ranked 53rd, we have The Thing versus Zoolander. John Carpenter strikes yet again, having a great showing in the showdown. The Thing is a previous winner over Super Troopers and finds success against Zoolander, now a two-time loser as well. 93-68, to 68, James matches his biggest lead of the showdown at 4. Ranked 52nd, we have Whiplash versus The Spectacular Now. Two previous winners going head-to-head, both featuring fading star Miles Teller. He's still young, though. That ending of Whiplash is overpowering. It's incredible. Chazelle pulls it out 97-91, to and James stretches his lead to 5. Things have finally come together for him when he needs them to. Ranked 51st, we have The Proposition versus The Incredibles. The last matchup in round 5 was probably supposed to be the exclamation point for James to seal the deal. But it's Zack and the greatest superhero family that finish round 5 strong. One of Pixar's most ingenious creations, The Incredibles makes a pointed win 97-77. James is up by 4 with 50 matchups left to go. It's been a flurry of emotion as James finally mounted the charge and put Zack on his back foot, taking round five by a score of 31 to 16 with three ties. Zack has the worst showing in any round by either person to let the lead slip from his hands. He hasn't been buried yet, but he's got to push back and keep things interesting. James brings his overall average up to 76.78, with this round by itself averaging above 80. Zach's average in round 5 was only 73, bringing his overall average down to 77. The numbers are leveling off, and it'll be whoever takes a bigger swing in the last round that comes out on top. Can James continue to beat Zach down, or will Zach redouble his efforts and make this a photo finish? Ranked 50th, we have the Iron Giant versus Memento. Nolan finds purchase again, and Memento was able to handle Garden State with ease. This time, he's up against the role that gave Vin Diesel practice for Groot. The Iron Giant is a great movie, but it's not going to measure up against Memento, and Nolan rides off with this one, 96-89, James up by 3. Ranked 49th, we have Drive versus Blade Runner. The original Blade Runner simply isn't a good enough film to contend at this level for me. Drive is flashy, and while it may not stand the test of time as well, it triumphs in this matchup, 90-70. to 70. James by 4. Ranked 48th, we have The Matrix versus Jerry. Matt Damon wearing a towel on his head, or Keanu Reeves doing kung fu in bullet time? Reduced to that, I think it's no contest. The actual matchup is a bit tougher, but it's still the same answer. The Matrix, 82-75. to 75. James by 5, tying his biggest lead of the showdown. Ranked 47th, we have Kids versus The Princess Bride. One of the hardest films to recommend to someone else against perhaps the easiest to like film going. 
Being hard to watch doesn't make a film bad, but Kids comes up empty against The Princess Bride 95 to 83, James by 4. Ranked 46th, we have The Brat Patrol versus Maverick. Maverick has its flaws to be sure, but it's a fun ride and still enjoyable even today. Brat Patrol has definitely lost its luster since its release and has become a film so steeped in nostalgia it almost benefits from it to the layman at this point. Mel Gibson draws first, 74 to 51, James Lee down to 3. Ranked 45th, we have The Shining versus Last Year at Marionbad. We saw The Shining fail to perform before against the act of killing, and Last Year at Marionbad falls in the same realm of quality. It's a shame for a film so highly regarded to miss twice, but that's where I have it rated. Marionbad wins 79 to 70. That's three in a row for Zack, and James' lead is now down to two. Ranked 44th, we have Apocalypse Now versus This Is Spinal Tap. Another largely recognizable title in Apocalypse Now, and another big movie that failed to produce the kind of score you might expect it to get. It doesn't help that Spinal Tap is a fantastic mockumentary. 91-61, Zack makes it four in a row to cut the lead to one. Ranked 43rd, we have Fight Club versus Old Boy. Coming off a win against Last Action Hero, Old Boy is a hell of a film with a real twisted plot. Fight Club can match it fairly well beat for beat, but has even higher execution, taking this one 97-89. James, by two. Ranked 42nd, we have Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark versus... Moulin Rouge. I'm sure there have been some tricky matchups before this that I've gone against the popular grain in, but this might be one of the most egregious ones. Don't get me wrong, Raiders is incredible, but it's the Elephant Love Medley and Moulin Rouge that win this one 96-92. to James up by one. Ranked 41st, we have Three Amigos versus Mulholland Drive. James has championed Three Amigos as a film everyone has seen and that everyone enjoys. At the time, I hadn't seen it, but now I do find it mildly humorous. Mulholland is a far better film, however, and features one of the best leading pairs going. 88-62, to and Zack ties the showdown with 40 matchups left to go. Ranked 40th, we have Shaun of the Dead versus A Clockwork Orange. Kubrick is up at bat again, this time against Edgar Wright. Simon Pegg leads a scrappy band of misfits to survival as best he can during a zombie apocalypse. I don't know how well they'd fare against Malcolm McDowell singing in the rain, but they take him down in this one, 96-90. James back up by one. Ranked 39th, we have The Dark Knight versus Requiem for Dream. And here is James' second film on his list that I've given 100. It was already on Zack's list, and now the scale tips back toward James. Requiem is a good movie, but come on guys, Heath Ledger. 100-89, James by 2. Ranked 38th, we have The Pianist versus Punch Drunk Love. Adam Sandler's best performance is generally well regarded. I think it's good too, but The Pianist already took down all of the Avengers, and Paul Thomas Anderson's film isn't much of a threat either. 98 to 81, James pushes the lead back up to 3. 
ranked 37th, we have The Secret of Nim versus Saving Private Ryan. It's got my name in it. Swingers fell before Spielberg's mighty Saving Private Ryan, and The Secret of Nim will bow its head as well. 94 to 85, Zack strikes back, and the lead is 2. Ranked 36th, we have Inglorious Bastards versus It's a Wonderful Life. Coraline edged out the Nazi killing Jews last time, and it'll be Jimmy Stewart's most defining role that does it this time. Watch it on Christmas and cry. 96 to 91, Zach cuts the lead back down to 1. Ranked 35th, we have 12 Monkeys versus Gladiator. Gladiator steps up again, facing down 12 monkeys instead of Throne of Blood. Terry Gilliam's sci-fi film hasn't aged well for me. I feel less and less excited by it the more that time passes, but it's still a step up from Gladiator. 89 to 82. James back up by 2. Ranked 34th, we have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind versus Fight Club. After moving past Old Boy back at rank 43, Fight Club takes on the Jim Carrey-Kate Winslet romantic drama that I consider one of the most intelligent films around. The take on relationships in Eternal Sunshine is tragic and so real. And yet, Fight Club's manic fever dream is equally as potent. This is the fifth and final tie of the showdown, 97-97, to and James holds steady with a two-point lead. Ranked 33rd, we have Ghostbusters versus Romeo plus Juliet. What was the point of the plus sign as opposed to, I don't know, an ampersand even? I never understood that decision. Ghostbusters is simple and requires no further questioning. None of those are reasons for either film's ratings, but they're reasons for something. Who are you going to call 87 to 67? James by 3. Ranked 32nd, we have Alien versus 500 Days of Summer. Aliens took down The Fugitive in a very close one back at rank 102. 500 Days of Summer tries to upset the balance by knocking down Alien, but fails just a few points short. Just like the fate of JGL's relationship, this one ends sadly. 96 to 91, James up by 4. Ranked 31st, we have The Mission versus Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang, another film that will surely suffer from the name it's now associated with. Not that I was particularly high on it to begin with. The Mission isn't much better, but it is better. 73 to 67, James by 5. Ranked 30th. We have The Blair Witch Project versus Full Metal Jacket. The found footage film that broke us into the genre is a fine piece of historical noteworthiness. But Full Metal Jacket has one of the best first, first halves in film around. I temper my score based on the second half, but that's still a stronger piece of cinema than Blair Witch. 85 to 66, it's James by 4 now. Ranked 29th, we have Donnie Darko versus Flight of the Navigator. Zack's Navigator films have split their previous two matchups. Flight of the is up against one of the cultist classics for filmed geeks around. Donnie Darko is a particular film that raises very important questions about Smurfs, and for that, it takes this matchup 75 to 56. James up by 5, his biggest lead of the showdown. Ranked 28th. We have The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Two Towers, versus The Parent Trap. 
The Parent Trap met up with another sequel last time in T2 Judgment Day. Two Towers is a great middle entry in a trilogy and a perfect segue between Fellowship and Return of the King. No luck for the twins this time either. 91 to 70, James up by 6. Ranked 27th, we have Requiem for a Dream versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. After running into an immovable object in the Dark Knight, Requiem has a much easier task here against the original live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Even still, it's not a knockout. Making three in a row for James, it's 89 to 60, James by seven. Ranked 26th, we have Triangle versus Babe. One of the first films from either list that I sought out, Triangle was a feast for a fan of time loop move films. I was very pleased by it. Babe may have made an impression on Zack to the point where he even moved it up his list in the last edit, but it was a mostly forgettable film for me. 85 to 63, James by 8 now. Ranked 25th, we have La La Land versus Synced. Two 2016 musicals going head-to-head, one that tied the Oscars record for nominations and nearly took down Best Picture to boot, the other received no Oscar love and went relatively unheard of for the bulk of the year. I, for one, do not live in a city of stars. Sing Street is my clear winner, 89-79. to Zack takes one back. James is up by seven. Ranked 24th, we have Monty Python and the Holy Grail versus Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Monty Python won its previous matchup against Freddy Got Fingered in a landslide, while Eternal Sunshine wrestled Fight Club to a tie. All that wrestling certainly didn't tire the Spotless Mind out because it's Kaufman here, 97-85. Two in a row for Zack, and he's down by six. Ranked 23rd, we have Run Lola Run versus Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I watched one of these films maybe a dozen times in grade school. Power Outage? Willy Wonka. Free Period? Willy Wonka. Assembly? No, it's just Willy Wonka. Not that it isn't a superb film, but it's worn on me quite a bit. Run Lola Run repeats itself within the span of its own film, but it's a refreshingly made movie. 90-84, James strikes back, and the lead is 7. Ranked 22nd, we have The Godfather versus The Lion King. Talk about your classics. Widely regarded as one of the greatest films ever made, The Godfather is a seminal piece of filmmaking that has influenced generations. On the other hand, The Lion King has fused itself into the hearts of every child that's seen it, gone on to be one of the longest-running and best-received musicals on Broadway, and will soon see its story play out on the big screen again in a live-action rendition. I hate having to choose between the two of them, but the edge goes to The Godfather, 98-97. to James back up by 8. Ranked 21st, we have The Princess Bride versus Primer. While it's one of the most family-friendly movies around, Princess Bride lacks the complexity and skillful attention to detail shown in Primer. Time travel just does not get any better. 96 to 95, Zack cuts the lead to 7. Ranked 20th, we have 2001, colon, A Space Odyssey versus Bicycle Thieves. Kubrick returns with 2001, previous victor over the Big Lebowski. Bicycle Thieves really comes together in its final moments, but the entirety of 2001 
is a phenomenal accomplishment. 92 to 88, James up by 8. Ranked 19th, we have Bing John Malkovich versus There Will Be Blood. I'm a sucker for the insanity that goes on in Being John Malkovich. It's a film that resonated with me from frame one to the end credits. There Will Be Blood may well be one of the best remembered and regarded films of the 21st century, but I side with Spike Jones here, 96 to 86, James by 9. Ranked 18th, we have Toy Story versus Groundhog Day. Well, James has outdone himself with the third film I've rated a perfect 100 is also statistically the highest rated film in my entire spreadsheet. Toy Story is animation, storytelling, and creativity of the highest order. Nothing against the absolutely hilarious Groundhog Day, but it's no Toy Story. 183, James Lead hits double digits at 10. Ranked 17th, we have The Birds versus Home Alone and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Not a big representation for Hitchcock in these parts, but a late sighting of the birds is certainly appreciated. Zach tosses out another 2v1 situation, and this one is the closest to being a loss, even if you took the sum of the first and second Home Alone films. 87-49, James nabs his fourth in a row to increase his lead to 11, with 16 matchups to go. Ranked 16th, we have... Braveheart versus Where the Wild Things Are. Where are the wild things? I'm not sure I could say, but I do know that I think Braveheart is severely overrated. It's close, but Zach takes this one 66-63. The lead is 10. Ranked 15th, we have 12 Angry Men versus Magnolia. I wonder how many angry men the film would have to get rid of for, for Magnolia to win this matchup. Depends what each one's worth, I suppose. As it stands, Sidney Lumet's intense drama wins here 97-79. to James by 11, with 14 matchups to go as he closes in on a technical knockout. Ranked 14th, we have Blade Runner versus The Secret Garden. Rearing its head again, Ridley Scott's sci-fi opus came up short against Drive at rank 49. Here against a much more equal opponent, the Secret Garden is a sweet film, but Scott gets to put this one past the goalposts as game James goes up by 12 with 13 matchups to go. If he can win the next one, then it'll only be a matter of how big his win is. Ranked 13th, we have Boogie Nights versus The Postman. It stands to reason that the first matchup that bears the weight of the showdown on its shoulders would feature The Postman. I've spoken against it in the past, with James even, but it's purely by the numbers here. This film has plenty of haters in the world, but Zack stands resolute, waving the flag and steering the ship for this film. Unfortunately, I think Boogie Nights is a great film, and not only does it win this matchup, but it does so in a knockout, 91-30. to That's three in a row for James, as Zack goes down with his ship, competing from here on out to make the gap as small as possible. James up by 13 with 12 matchups to go. Ranked 12th, we have Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory versus The Matrix. Gene Wilder couldn't trick his way into feeding Run Lola Run, but a more favorable matchup against The Matrix shows up here. I'm not as huge of a fan of, of a Matrix fan as most seem to be. It's a great film, 
but far from the most amazing thing out there. It's a close fight, but I give Wilder the edge 84-82. to Four in a row for James puts him up by 14. Ranked 11th, we have Train Spotting versus Aladdin. I mean, I may be one of the few people to prefer Train Spotting 2 over the original. Not that the original is bad by any means, just that it didn't resonate or connect with me in that same special way. Meanwhile, Prince Ali is in a joyous film featuring a performance that would have made Robin Williams eternal if he hadn't been already. Zack stops the bleeding 93 to 68. James by 13. Ranked 10th, we have Moon versus Gattaca. We're at the top 10. We've gone through hundreds of films to get to this point. The outcome may be decided, but these are the best films going to James and Zack. This matchup features a film that I also love against the one I watched after I started to fill in all the holes in my Cinderella's top 300s. Moon is, in my opinion, Sam Rockwell at his very best. Gattuck has a surprising amount of charm, but I gotta go with the dancing actor in Moon, 94-75. to 75. The lead is 14 as James gets his 150th win. Ranked 9th, we have Jaws versus Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Represented by the Last Crusade, it is the most favorite of Zack's Indiana Jones trilogy. The very last of Zack's multiple films in a single slot trend, I'm a huge fan of Raiders, big fan of Crusade, and a mild fan of Temple of Doom. If this matchup were just against Raiders, it'd be Zack taking this point. But the average of all three yields Spielberg's shark to take another bite out of this showdown. 91 to 78. James by 15. Ranked 8th. We have The Goonies versus Children of Men. This is James' lowest rated film in his top 10 for me. And it's up against one of the best films around. Children of Men has fantastic camera work, a beautiful story, and will be remembered for many years to come. I know that even James would agree with this decision, as Children of Men takes it 97-65. to 65. The lead is 14. Ranked 7th, we have Groundhog Day versus Jurassic Park. After dismantling toys over a hundred matchups ago, my favorite Spielberg film returns to face Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day didn't fare too well against Toy Story, the objectively highest-rated film on my entire spreadsheet, but literally no film would. This matchup is fairly easy for me, even though both films are great. 96-83 Jurassic Park cuts the lead to 13. Ranked 6th, we have Children of Men versus Contact. And we've arrived at not only Zack's lowest-rated film in his top 10, but also his biggest defeat in the entire showdown. I've espoused my disdain for Contact before. I watched it for the first time a little more than a year ago. I'm not familiar with Sagan's novel that the film ultimately became, but I feel confident that reading it would yield a much better feeling than I had after watching Contact. Interstellar and Arrival dwarf Contact with how much better made, acted, directed, and intelligent they are. That being said, the only film in Zack's top ten that could take on Children of Men is... Children of Men. With James' biggest victory and an emphatic knockout, Children of Men wins 97-24, the lead is 14. Ranked 5th, we have City of God versus Brick. We're in the top 5 now, 
and none of the films remaining are given an average or subpar rating from me. Both of these films won their past matchups. It's a gritty and violent representation of real life against a gritty and violent exaggeration of real life. As much as I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, it's City of God in this matchup, 92-83. to James by 15. Ranked 4th, we have Parenthood versus Once. Once is a strange musical in that it's one I have absolutely no desire to listen to the songs on their own. It's not Disney or La La Land or Singing in the Rain. It's not Sweeney Todd or The Sound of Music. To that end, it isn't even music I particularly like to listen to outside of movies. And yet, I was still moved and affected watching the film. It's a beautiful portrayal of a relationship through music. As good as Parenthood is, it just doesn't measure up. 91 to 79, the lead down to 14. Ranked third, we have Pulp Fiction versus Robin Hood. Udalali, golly what a day. Zach loves Robin Hood, and this was the first version of it that I've ever seen. It's got those nostalgia points, and it's a very fun movie in its own right. Zach's even mounted a crusade to improve its Rotten Tomatoes score. But Pulp Fiction is Tarantino at his height. I may prefer to pop in Robin Hood between the two right this second, but the matchup is based on my rating, and it's Pulp Fiction 93-75, to 75, James by 15. Ranked second, we have Back to the Future versus Braveheart. Zack united the Back to the Future films into a single entry. James chose the classic original to hold his number two spot for all of eternity, presumably. It's a fun time travel film with endearing characters, gigawatts, DeLoreans, and white people appropriating rock music. That being said, Braveheart, as I mentioned earlier, is a film I'm just not wild about. It's been many, many years since I saw it, so I might be due for a rewatch, but as things stand, give it to McFly, 79 to 63. James extends the lead to 16, his biggest of the showdown. And ranked first, we have Star Wars, Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, versus Goodwill Hunting. This is it. The big one. The best films that these two men have seen in their entire lives. The films they rewatch incessantly. The ones they would die for. The ones they would take to a deserted island. The films that define them and give them reason to breathe. I may be exaggerating. I mentioned before that New Hope is my favorite of the Star Wars films. Empire is number two. And if you can remember way back to rank 277th, you'll know that I'm a big fan of Goodwill Hunting. These are two fabulous films and both feature in my own top 300 movies. I may not be a huge fan of every movie on these lists, but I have great respect for being able to put a list like this together, given that so much work went into them. However, there needs to be a verdict, and I'll give one. Taking what some might consider to be the most important matchup in the showdown, by a score of 95 to 92, and making the overall score 155 to 140, with five ties, is... Zack's Goodwill Hunting. But it's James who takes the showdown 155 to 140, an impressive victory after falling behind by 24 points at rank 140. He outscored Zack 30 to 19 in the top 50 matchups, boasting an incredible average rating of 85.1 against Zack's 80. James has a total average rating of 78.18, Zack has a total average rating of 77.29. I had such a blast working my way through all of these movies. 
I sincerely hope to extend this thing to a top 400 eventually. But that's just the tip of the iceberg, folks. That doesn't even scratch the surface of the plethora of statistics that sit at the tip of my fingers. And I know this episode has already gone on for quite a while, but I would prefer to keep things confined to one episode, if possible. Plus, Zack and James put out six episodes of The Cinerealist to cover all these movies that were each three hours long, if not more. So, first things first, there are 78 films that appear on both James and Zack's lists. There are 29 films that appear on both of their lists, as well as my own top 300 list. As previously mentioned, James' lowest rated film is Troll 2, while Zack's is Radio Flyer. Swiss Family Robinson is the lowest rated film that hits both of their lists, rated 12. Another interesting element is that if you average the star ratings each gave their films on Letterboxd, and break that down to a scale of 100, James gave his 300 films an average score of 89.23, or just shy of 4.5 stars. Zack, on the other hand, gave his 313 films an average score of 87.84, or closer to 4.25 stars each. It's also worth noting that there's only one film on James' list that doesn't have at least a 4-star rating, which is 28 weeks later. Zack has many films rated 3.5 throughout his list, with the highest being one of the Lord of the Rings films, but I'm not sure which one of those it is offhand. It should also be noted that the spreadsheet I used to track all these matchups and statistics has a fourth person's top 300 involved in it as well, listener Moran. Factoring his top 300 in, we can find out some pretty interesting things. There are eight films that appear on all four of our top 300s. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, with an average rating ranking of 33, The Godfather at an average of 43, Memento with an average of 90, Almost Famous with an average of 114, Inside Out with an average of 140, Dogtooth with an average of 146, 2001 colon A Space Odyssey with an average of 179, and City of God with an average of 184. For anyone looking for something to watch, you've got four stamps of approval for those movies right there. All of us would order them differently, but they're all on our lists. Conversely, we can look at how many films each of us have that are exclusive to our own lists. Zach has 169 right now, James has 164, and I have 166, all relatively close. Moran has 183 exclusive films on his list. James' highest-ranked film that is exclusive is Parenthood, ranked 4th. Zach's is Robin Hood at 3rd. Mine is Microcosmos at 3rd, while Moran's is The 400 Blows at 1st. And beyond that, we can look at how many films are featured on every list except a specific person's. For example, there are 12 films on Moran, Zach, and James' list that aren't on mine. Similarly, there are 10 that only miss Zach's list, 14 miss James' list, and 21 miss Moran's list. Now to be fair, I haven't seen all the films on Moran's top 300, only 194 to be exact, but I can compare James and Zach individually against Moran's top 300, noting that Moran loses 106 matchups by default. The result is actually a little interesting. Zach beats Moran right now 179 to 117, while James wins 176 to 116, so, despite James beating Zack head-to-head, Zack wins more matchups against Moran than James does. Also, there are more ties between James and Moran than there are between Zack and Moran. But the piece de resistance is comparing the three of them against each other all at once, again noting that Moran loses 106 matchups by default. Additionally, there are no ties in the free-for-all. If two people tie, they are both counted as having won 
that matchup. At this time, James wins 113 matchups, Zach wins 107, and Moran wins 89. Both James and Zach have a streak of seven wins in a row as their longest streak in the free-for-all matchup. But all of this is to say two things, I think. The first is that I hope to add more top lists to this new spreadsheet and compare them against James, Zach, and Moran, and myself. Perhaps at some point, I'll be comparing a dozen or a hundred people's top lists against each other. I know 300 is a lot of films, so as I said before, if you'd like to send in a list of your top films, it doesn't have to be as long as these are. 50, 100, even 10 is fine with me. The second thing is that there's no limit to how much time I will let movies and numbers related to movies occupy my time. It took considerably less time to compile this data than it has to watch the films it's gleaned from, but it's a lot of time to do something like this. I love it, don't get me wrong, I love everything about this. Everything in this episode had to be typed up so that I wouldn't fumble my way through the whole thing with ums and uhs, and it's still far more than two hours. The document is 30 pages for this one episode, and you know I don't usually type up my episodes. I like to, quote, shoot from the hip and let my stream of consciousness guide me, but that wasn't, that wasn't really an option for an episode like this. Moving past that peek behind the scenes to another behind-the-scenes element, I've been taking a hard look at my own ratings, and putting things in the perspective of top 100 or top 200 or top 300 changes the way you look at things. You might rate a film 5 out of 5 stars when you see it, but until you look at what, can, what you consider to be your top 100 films, you can't fully appreciate how that film fits into your overall catalog of movies that you've seen. To that end, I've made a lot of changes upon seeing what films really constitute my top 300 films overall, and a good number were adjusted down to remove them from that list. And those modifications are still happening, though far less with the films in my top 300 at this point. It kind of started an avalanche of films having their ratings lowered. You can see on my Letterboxd activity that there are films getting, lately getting new and adjusted ratings as their scores change on my spreadsheet. So there's even a chance that some of the matchups between James and Zach could be switched in the future. I'm not sure what else there is to say at this point. This was a lot of work, but I really enjoyed it. I hope you all do too. I have plans to do other showdown episodes in the future. I know that most of these matchups weren't really about my own thoughts on the films within them beyond my ratings, but we don't really have the time to spend five minutes debating Stalag 17 versus The Hurt Locker, as well as every other matchup, because that would make this episode a solid 30 hours long. Even at one minute per matchup, the episode would be six hours long, and that seems harsh even for me. Maybe one day, if there's a really good reason for it. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate everybody that tunes in, even if you couldn't make it this far. Congratulations to our Wikipedia defender, the bearded one, James, on his victory and on having won the inaugural showdown episode on the Circle of Film podcast. If you've listened to the most recent listener email episode on the Cinderella's podcast, you heard them read some additional stats from their top 300s that I emailed to them when I finished watching all of the movies. If you don't listen to the show, I highly recommend you do. It's far more bantery and jokey than my own, which is generally the case with more hosts, I believe. We are now in December, and I have a lot of big plans for the podcast with regards to upcoming episodes. Later this week, I'll be releasing a scavenger hunt preview episode for December. I know I haven't gotten around to putting together the review episode for July, but I promise that that will happen before the end of the year. Beyond that, I'm working on the 2015 Circle of Film Awards, as well as an episode about my own personal history with film, my spreadsheet, and what role I hope for film to play in my life going forward, from the very first Patreon goal that we hit of $1. I also have my spreadsheet deep dive episode that I'm planning, going into every nook and cranny of my primary film spreadsheet, 
and of course there will be a top 10 December actors list this month. It's going to be a good list of actors. I know it's silly to do all these housekeeping topics at the end of a three hour long episode, well two and a half, but that's just where the episode took me. Thank you all so much once more. Enjoy the holidays. If you have a top list of movies you want to share, send it to circleoffilm at gmail.com. If you want to check out my current nominations for the 2017 Circle of Film Awards, head over to circleoffilm.com for those and much more. And if you'd like to support the show in any way, shape, or form, go to patreon.com slash circleoffilm to find all the details on that. And as always, have a week. So long, She'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu. In the name of love, one night in the name of love. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.